We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. We're so damn close to WrestleMania week. I can feel it in my bones. It is about 10 days away. That is going to be so much fun. We'll be out in L.A. for that. If you guys are out and about, hit us up. Let us know. We'll be at everything, all the shows, Wale Mania. Shout out to GCW Collective. Um, so many things going there. I think Dre's going to be a blood sport. There is. I am, am going to be. <laughs> there's so much going on. We'll be everywhere in LA. Make sure you guys hit us up. Again, if you guys are going to be in town for that, we'll talk pro wrestling. We'll, we'll figure it out next week. We're going to do an entire show around pro wrestling. This week, we'll dedicate to boxing MMA. And MMA, which is today's show, we're going to recap UFC 286, which just happened in London. Talk about some of the fallout there. Wraps all the way back up with Colby Covington, which we have to talk about. And then there's a great fight this weekend. Cheeto Vera versus Corey Sanhagen, which crazy main event. Holly Holm is in the co-main. It's a pretty good card. It is. It is a good card. Yeah, for like after a pay-per-view and before another pay-per-view, they shoehorned a pretty good card in there. So we're going to take a look at the card for this weekend. As well, and then there's a lot to talk about in boxing because here in Vegas, David Benavidez fighting Caleb Plant this weekend. So we'll talk about that. The real beef between those two guys as it goes back years. We'll see if your prediction has changed, how you feel about the fight as we're getting closer no. to that one. And then there's just some other little moves in boxing. We have injuries, stuff like that. We'll get to on that show as well. Dre, I am two days away from going to Mexico. I just found out you drink tequila. So I don't know how you just found that out, but okay. So my question to you on this show, I'm sure we'll talk about it on the other show as well a little bit. What is your go-to tequila? What tequila should oh, I drink? Oh, Don Julio 1914. You're like Don Julio. Yes. Not the giant brown oh, bottle. No. Well, yes. Yeah. Listen, I'm going on vacation, but I ain't going on vacation. Like, I'm going with the boys. You taking a you taking an all boys trip since you've been married? Yeah, I'd say I have with kids. Not, 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 not just since you've been married. No, not not since kids. Actually, like WrestleMania will be the first with kids. I mean, no, we did like Starcast and all that stuff after my daughter was born. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, was, but, I mean, but I haven't had like a vacation vacation. Just yeah, nah, haven't. it's so. I think that I went with my best friend last year randomly. He was like, "Yo, we're going to Mexico." For your birthday. It was two days before my birthday. It's like, yo, we're going. We went for two and a half days. I was like, all right. That, that was just me and my best friend. This is like a group of guys for a bachelor party. Now, usually when we vacate, go on vacation, we go, it's the wife or it's a family trip. We cool. I'll figure out how much I spend that next Monday or Tuesday when I'm looking at my bank account looking at the credit card statements, like, all right, this, this is what it is. Can't do that on a boy's trip. I can't go willy-nilly. 
just buying a million shots no. of the tall bottle of Don Julio. Because then my wife would be like, oh, y'all just having fun out there, huh? Which I don't need that. To. No, you don't. No, she wants me to have fun. But not buying bottles on bottles and bottles fun. At most, she'd let me buy a comically large bottle of champagne. Yeah, for losing the bet. I mean, listen, <laughs> I wouldn't. That ain't me, man. Like, I, I'll buy drinks for the crew. But there's the limit. Because yeah. it's just like, <laughs> there's always a limit. It's just like, oh, you want another one? It's out of your pocket, homeboy. Like, I did my job. <laughs> ain't nobody drinking more than me. That's rule number one. I don't care. I mean, maybe the birthday boy, probably one more drink. Yeah. But other than that, ain't nobody going to drink off of my tab. I, I, I don't put my car down and just let shit run, run wild like Hulkamania in the 80s. That shit ain't happening on my tab. See, it's weird. It's different because I've been around your group of friends as well. Everyone is pretty, like, pretty mature. Yeah. They all have families. They're all successful in their group in terms of whatever their career may be and everything. And the group I'm going with is kind of like that. So it's good. Like, I'm not spending a lot of money. You ever just not even going on a trip, but like a night out with people maybe you knew from before and they call you big time? Yes, it happened. it's happened to me and I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. They'd be like, oh, you got it? Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, Kel, you at ESPN. What, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> does, does that mean uh, we sharing this ESPN bank account? Welcome no. to this world that I've lived for a long time. It is it is not a great world to live in because what I mean, people try to make you feel guilty for all your hard work. That's like family included. Yes. Right? They are oh big time, look at you, look at you now. Like, oh, I know you got it. Big time. Like big time is it's never a positive thing. <laughs> no. Never. It's it's never no. like it, nobody ever says what's up big time to say to really give you props. Like the closest that somebody says to giving you props is I see you. I see you. My dog, I see you. I see you. That's about it. But once it becomes, oh, Hollywood. Like, I've been caught Hollywood so many times. <laughs> Big time. And, I, and it depend, you know who it's coming from. Yep. You know, no disrespect. Like, if you reg- work in a regular nine-to-five job and you calling me big time, I see what you're doing. Yep. You're trying to make me feel bad for my success. You're trying to guilt me into taking care of everything for the night. No. <laughs> I'll do it out of the goodness of my heart, but I ain't going to do it because you're trying to guilt me into it. I don't, I've never understood that. It's like... I worked hard and found success and anybody who like knows my story, like it's, it was from the dirt. And I don't say from the dirt, meaning like there's some people like there's, Oh, I came from the dirt. No, mine is, mine is different. Right. Like there was, there was other shit that people that know me that just like, Oh, you probably shouldn't be here. Yep. And you're right. So the fact that I became successful, you can't guilt me into that. You can't make me feel bad about my success because I don't rub it in anybody's face. Right. But people were quick to rub your success into no your face. face and try to make you feel bad. And I, I've just I can't keep those kind of people around. me. I, I can't. No matter how long we go back. I'm just like, I can't. I can't. It's so funny because. You mentioned, but you can't escape those people. Oh, you can escape them. Not like I ran into a friend. And it was a close friend. It was a close friend. And like no longer talk. And I don't lose friends. I the friends, I don't make many friends, new friends, but the friends I've made, like I keep friends forever. Right. I've maybe lost two, three friends my whole life. This was the most recent. And ran into him at a Dutch bros two oh. weeks ago. He was at like the pickup window. I'm in the drive-thru getting some for my daughter. See the back of his head? I know what like his haircut now looks like. Like you always that hop out the whip, run over to him. Tap him, gives me dap all this stuff. I was very afraid that was going to be the big time conversation. Size me up, like, oh boy, you look good. And he'll pull you in real close, real close. Um, but it ended up being like a better conversation. I was like, Phew. but I noticed I was like, and I checked his Facebook a couple of days after. And he was like, I just want everyone to know that I'm happy for you, whether you're around me still, whether you're not around That's me. That's good. That's blah, good love. I was like, That's, yeah. My man is growing up. That's acceptable. Still grow up over there, but he's growing up. Yeah. He ran out of chances. It's unfortunate, but his ass ran out of chances. Right. But I was like, all right, cool. He's finally grown up. There's, yeah, there's a lot of people that there's the habitual. Let me hold, let me hold something. Look, yo, I had, yo you got $50. I was like, yo, we both grown ass men. $50? What? And it's every time you ask me for $50? Yeah, I don't give out money. You don't give out I don't. I don't. It's not my, like, I, my, you know, I, that's reserved for family. And even family's like, oh, man, again. 
I had a friend um, since passed away. When I worked at BET, he thought, you know, we didn't talk for a while. We was all like, he had this weird way of going about things. So we became, like, he wanted to be, he always, in my face, he was, we were already clo- always closer. But when I wasn't around, it was like, Dre, I'll holler you. Like, you tell people, like, like I wouldn't find out, right? Somebody's <laughs> always going to call you, be like, oh, I shitting on you. So he found out I worked at BT, and he got my number from somebody, which is crazy because my number, my number has not changed for, like, 20 years. I've had the same phone number. I just don't answer certain calls. <laughs> called me from a number. Oh, man, how you doing? I was like, man, I'm good. I heard you work at BT. Yes, I did. Uh, talked for a minute. Hey, how's everything? Blah, 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 blah. And then he was like, you know, I'm trying to get my acting career going. And in my head, I'm like, wrong department. But I was like, let's keep going. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Bad. How's that going? He's like, oh, you know, I was extra in some things. And, you know, I'm just trying to get like you. And I was like, all right, here we go. Get like me. I just try to get like you. And I was like, all right, I don't even know what that means, but let's go. He's like, yo, so you work at BET, man. I'm trying to get on BET. He's like, so if I send you my portfolio and my resume, could you show it to? And I was like, um, I don't know what you think I do. It's not really my department. Like, I do music. I was like, I, I run the, the digital music department. Like, this is, this is my thing. I was like, I, he's like, yeah, but you know, you might run into John Singleton or somebody like that. And I'm like, yeah, but my first conversation with John Singleton is that like, here's my friend from high school. Here's his, like, nah, they, they don't really work like that. Oh, you just hating. Hold on. It's wait, not this, yeah, you just hate. You just don't want to see your brother make it. I don't, I don't know how we got here. But it got very vitriolic really quick. Like, he was upset. Like, he was legit mad. Like, he's like, you know, I, I would look out for you. I was like, but you not me. That's the problem. I was like, and what you asking for is not something I can just go out and do. I said, what I can do is, like, send me your headshots and all that stuff. I'll tell you, like, yo, your package is put together okay. This is what you should do. If I hear about things, I'll let people know. But I was like, if I don't even have a reel of your work, I ain't vouching for you blindly. You know I can act. No, I don't. <laughs> I ain't seen shit you in. I have no idea. High school play? Yeah, I was like, Romeo and Juliet. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I can't vouch blindly for anybody because my name's on the line, not yours. They don't know who you are. Like, and it, it, this was around the time when I, the whole Rihanna thing happened. That's a long story. It's been talked about on other yes. podcasts and people that knew about it. And he had heard about it. And he was like, oh, but you know Rihanna. I was like, I don't know Rihanna. I just met her for like five minutes. I was like, I, I don't, some of these people I know, it's like, it's not going to happen. Phone call hands. He calls me every day for like a month, literally every day. When I'm in the office, I'm like, yo, I'll text him. Can't answer the phone, bro. I'm in a meeting. Oh, you must be meeting with the big timers. You can't talk to your boy? No. A whole month passed. Finally, he stops calling. It was like rampant to the point where my wife was like, yo, what does he want from you? Like some dick? Like what is wrong with him? Like he's, he's doing too much. Stops calling. Come home for like a trip or something. I go to like the barbershop. Worst place I can oh. go. <laughs> Always the worst. Get in the barber chair. You know your boy's talking about you greasy, right? I was like, who? Told me who it was. I was like, I'm not surprised. I was like, so what did he say? And it was like, oh, he's that you Hollywood, you big time in him. And he was like, he asked you for help. And you can't even help him. And one of the barbers said, you can't even help your boy? I said, please, stop. I was like, this is how none of this works. Then I had to check him. I saw him later. I was like, actually, no funny thing. <laughs> Ramon, Razor Ramon checked him. Called me and checked because I told him, and I was like, man, you know, because we knew the same cat. He's like, for real? He's like, I ain't like that motherfucker anyway. <laughs> so he was at something and he calls me and he was like, yeah, your boy was like, yo, you know Dre. And I was like, yeah, I know Dre. What do you want? And he was like, yeah, man, you know, he all big time now. He's like, don't talk about him. And this is when you know you got real friends. He's like, don't talk about him. He was like, yo, if you do something, he's going to look out. But if you ain't got nothing, shut your fucking mouth. And this is like in front of everybody. That got back to me. Hey, Ramon. In front of your boy, blah, blah, blah. But all I have to say is like, your friends from your childhood expect things of you because they believe that when they get there, they do it for you. It ain't that easy. Because once you get there, like you work at ESPN, you can't get them on first take. You'd be surprised what people ask. But that's what, that's what they think. <laughs> all people think that like when I go to fights, can you get me tickets? Why should I get you tickets? Why? Because I'm your boy. You know how many boys I got? Like you don't even like fights like that. I ain't talked to you in years. Oh, you big time now. No. There's a limitation to what I have. And it's reserved for my family and my close ones first. Y'all like last down the list. But it's, I've been Hollywood. I've been big time. I've been. I get a lot of people like, yo, you need someone to carry your bags? You need an assistant? Yeah, I get the assistant one. That's another coded language thing, right? I was like, do you think, what, what level 
do these DCs on my feet <laughs> hint that not only am I getting paid by ESPN, but they are giving me a budget for an assistant. Well, look, man, furthermore, like the, the bigger conversation there is what would make me think that you would be a good assistant? Right? That, that is also true. Like, I, what I'll is your qualification? Yeah, like, I'll carry your bags. Will you? Like, if I got out of my car and was like, yo, get my bags, they, you know, they'd be like, fuck you talking to? I'd be like, you, you my assistant. Like, do your job. This is what you asked for? You gonna be the tribal chief? Yeah. <laughs> like, I hate when people say that. Do you need an assistant? Yes, but you are not up to the task of what it would take to be my assistant. Because it wouldn't be like, oh, we boys, let's go have... No, I'd be like, yo, what's on my calendar? What meetings do I have today? Answer my phone. Send this email. Shut the fuck up. Like, that's... that's and people get offended by that. Yeah. But, like, that's the job. That's why you can't... Yo, the my worst... assistant would get very mad because I... I would just be playing mad video games and they'd be like, you're not doing shit. I got to do it. I'd be like, no, no, no. This is my creative process. Yeah. This is okay. how, how my brain works. Yep. And for you to question that, that's why we can't, that's why your friends can't work for you. Because they always think that there's corners they can cut because they work for you. I said that all the time. Can I carry your bags? Mm-mm. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> as soon as I get out of the get my fucking bags. Not even <laughs> like that. I'd be like, yo, can you get my bags? You get your own bags. You fired. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Day now, one. Hey, Hollywood, he fired me for not carrying his bags. That was your job description. No, I already know off jump, someone would immediately take a photo, like drop everything, run up somewhere not supposed to be. Theoretically, if I could have an assistant, run up on like an athlete or something. Yo, what? A, oh, let me get a picture. Uh, or Instagram live. Yo, look where I'm. And I'd be like. Yeah, I've had that. Um, yeah. I've had, I've had that. I don't know him. Security. Yeah. I've had that happen. What's up with your boy? Like, where is he? And I find out who it is. And I'm oh, like, oh, man. God. He's trying to get backstage at the show. Like, stop. <laughs> just, He's saying he know you. Who am I? <laughs> just, oh, <laughs> my God. And just name drop it. Oh. Yo, I'm here with, I'm here with Kel. You don't know him? Ain't, no, man. I ain't, come on, man. Yeah, I'm kid, just making dude. a living. <laughs> yeah, so that's always <laughs> amazing tangent we went off. But it's one of those things where I'm glad with the group that I'm going with, everyone's like grown-ass people. And somewhat having a a bachelor party, because again, I was tasked with putting this together for my boy, he put together mine. It was dope. And smart thing he did was say like, yo, we're going to Mexico because I love all the friends like we've had for a long time, but there's like some fringe friends who would definitely cut out of the picture. Some people just couldn't go. Like, like, yo, kids, like I couldn't get babysitting, Bob, understand that. Um, one of our real close friends is running like some six star resort in Montana or some shit. And it's like the end of their heavy season. Couldn't go. Cool. This is like the fringe friends. Ah, uh, I don't know. Send me the info. Yeah. Uh, it cut all them out. Yeah. Perfect. That's strategic. Yeah. I know that. I know that game. <laughs> Destination weddings and shit like that. Like, hey. Oh, I can't afford to go. I didn't expect you to afford to go. (laughs) (laughs) And mad timing. I was like, yo, I get everybody since like October. I was like, it's March, blah, blah. Yes. I mean, oh, yo, you could do this in three payments. Put your down pay. Oh, well, nothing. I was like, all right. That's, that'll be that. Some people wait to the end because they knew they got it like that. Other people, if you needed the payments, no shame in the game. No, I ain't no man. Like, you do your thing, but... I was like, yo, it, it cut out a good amount of people. They're going to be tight when they look at Instagram this week. And it, it, it's always that. So it's, I'm gearing up for that trip. Still going to keep my eye, which I know you think I'm crazy, on all the boxing this weekend yeah. and, and the MMA. They got bars. Yeah. They, they have places where I can sit and chill out for a second and either watch my laptop and the TV or whatever and follow along with the your laptop. Yeah, why are you like the third person that asked me? Because I, I, I told you what my rule is. I like I'll take it, but it doesn't come out unless it's like an absolute emergency. No, I, I travel everywhere with my laptop. Yeah, I take it, but it, it, I don't use it for so long that it takes a long time to load when I open my laptop. Because <laughs> I have no like, I don't I, because it's too much distraction. Like I just like to enjoy the people that I'm in front of. No, I wake up every morning even on vacation. And the first thing I'll do is check my phone, notifications, everything. And then I'll open my laptop in case there's something like I want to put together. Like creatively, 
my head works like that. Mine does too, but I so where I, yeah, I can't I can't shut it off. <laughs> yeah, like uh, the cruise was the closest I've yeah. been. Oh, I didn't. I we had no Wi Fi. Yeah, exactly. That's it, it. Was forced. Yeah, and at certain points, my phone would connect. Like when we went and we stationed like by Mexico, and everything came back in, and I forgot what we missed. We missed like wrestling or something. And I was yeah. like, yo, we're on a freeze. I can't look at none of that shit. But I checked. Work was going good. But I left. Same thing I'm doing this time. I have like a document and I put everything like posts for every single day in this document. So it's just plug and play for the people at work. Like, yo, I'm gone, but all my work, all my post is in here. I just worked ahead of time. You guys just sprinkle in and like add to it. But I don't, other people break. Other people go on vacation, yeah, figure it out. That's me. <laughs> like, like figure it out. I'll come back. We'll see what that happens. Like, I left a detailed blueprint plan. Plus, if I wake up and feel like doing something, like, I'm not going to go crazy and be, like, glued to my thing. I'm going to have fun. But, yeah, like, if I wake up in the morning and, I don't know, Tyson Fury ends up not fighting Usyk, I want to put together a little post or something. (laughs) (laughs) The the mood strikes. So, no, I'll, I'll have that. And then, of course, following up with all the UFC stuff. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We can start with last weekend, actually, in the UFC. And Leon Edwards versus Kamaru Usman. It was weird because it was during the day. I had to throw off my whole day. The sun was out when the main event was yeah. on. I was like, what the? It's it, weird. Yeah, it weirded me out. But decent card from across uh, the lawn. Yeah, it was fine. It was all right. Yeah. It's one of those where probably could have gone without this pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, there was only one reason that everybody was like, I have to watch this. Justin Gaethje. Rafael Fazib. Like, that was the one fight that you saw, and you Not were like... to see the get-back in the main event? No. It was like, the get-back was cool. Like, that's what, you know, people were like, that's cool, but that co-main is what people were like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I'll spend money on that. Because you look at the rest of the car, and it was cool, but nah. But you knew Gaethje and Fazib was going to be fireworks, and of course, they delivered. It seemed like the London fight night cards. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just it happened fine. to have a title. Yeah. It was fine. Um, Marvin Vittori... Picking up the win to open up the main card. He was made out of steel. The leads I just couldn't. He just was trying to bang on him. And and the, the crazy thing was that Marvin Vittori spent the entire fight standing. Yeah. And like, then we, I, I thought, thought he used his wrestling. Yep. You know, I thought he'd use his wrestling. Now, the leads is strong. He had a grid takedown defense. But Marvin only shot like two or three times that whole fight. Yep. And ended up winning a, a decision. He's that guy. He's the bar. He's the bar of the middleweight division. You can't beat Marvin. You don't get a shot at the title. Yeah. And he's still young enough. Where if he pulls off a run... Oh, he'll he, be back in there. Yeah, he's right in the thing. Yeah. He's, he's, he's really good. He is. 
He's just deceptively good. Like you look at him, you're like, what does he do really well? Well, he wrestles. Well, that's boring. But then you have to take in the fact that how durable that guy is yeah. and his cardio solid. Like he's he's a tough out. If his weight cut goes well, he's a problem, Frank. Yeah. But the, the weight cut sometimes. Well, I mean, he's a maniac. He fought Paulo Costa when Paulo Costa couldn't make middleweight. They fought at light heavyweight. That and is true. Boratino was still like 15 pounds heavier then. Yeah. And he still beat him. <laughs> yeah, he did. Vittori's a problem, man. And then. Jennifer Maya beats Casey O'Neill. This was, I, was I should have saw this coming. reason why I say that is anybody who watched Casey O'Neill fought, fought Roxanne Modafferi and she barely got by in that fight. Yeah. A lot of people thought it was a blip on the radar, but it wasn't. It was like Casey O'Neill, she's not that good. She says Jennifer Maya is better. And I think we took for granted how good Jennifer Maya looked against Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah. Because a lot of us, oh, well, you know, just, you know, Valentina downplayed her and Jennifer Maia had a decent fight that night. No, Jennifer Maia got better. Her hands were a lot better. And Casey O'Neill is not the hype that we thought she was, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. She just had to be knocked down to earth. Happened to Mackenzie Dern. Happens to a few of them. She got to get knocked back down to earth. Jennifer Maia was just better than her the entire fight. So it is what it is. Casey's got to grow up quick. She is not Aaron Blanchfield. No, 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 not at all. And But that's okay. Again, no, it's, it's, it's not a... Not a sprint. Yeah. There's a marathon. So Jennifer Maya, like you said, is coming into her own, getting better. This is definitely the card where I look at her on paper. I was like, I guess I just ain't no shit. Because I was, <laughs> like, I, I thought I knew how a lot of these things are playing on. Yeah. I, I thought Victoria was going to lose. I thought Jennifer Maya was going to lose. And then Gunnar Nelson comes out. Well, I knew it was going to happen when he hit the floor. I, I picked see, Bam Bam. Yeah. And I was like, if it hits the floor, though, it's over. And Gunnar got him on the floor quick fast. shit. And so, then submission round one, and I was like... That was my upset pick of the week, too, because I was like, well, if Bam Bam can stay up, because I know Gunner fades late. If, if you can stay on your feet for the first round, you're good in rounds two and three, because Gunner runs out of steam really quick. The karate stance doesn't keep the range as well anymore, and Bam Bam could pressure him. We gotta figure so, out what it is about that gym and that stance that just... That karate stance? Yeah, yeah. like something, something about like that whole, I came up with Conor McGregor, like gym <laughs> thing. Like, you, you guys train for no cardio. Yeah, I don't know, but it, but as soon as he got Barbarian on the on the mat, it's a wrap. Barbarian armbar. He there was no reason to even chart. It was like eight seconds left in the round, but it only takes like two snapping arms. So. The many looks of Gunnar Nelson. Yeah, he's got different faces. <laughs> the the <laughs> hairstyles and the facial hair, like oh, every it's the like mustache. Is is that the same guy? Yes, it is. Yes, it. I got to document that one day. Maybe that would be my next TikTok when he fights. Many looks of Gunnar Nelson, and then Coleman. Justin Gaethje, Rafael Fazeev. Went kind of how I expected, but I thought Gaethje was going to get a stoppage. Yeah, this shit reminds me of every John Moxley. <laughs> Just bleed. Just bleeding and loving it. Both, like, looking at Fazeev's face, and for those, I guess, who didn't watch, Justin Gaethje, Rafael Fazeev, I thought Fazeev won the first round. Came out, looked really strong. And then about two minutes into the second round, stuff really changed. Gaethje found a home for his jab. And Fazeev was still trying to throw leg kicks and uh, kicks the body. All of that stuff looked great, but just his jab was not missing. So could have been a toss-up round to some. I thought Gaethje um, had yeah. that pretty clear. And then the third round. Just beating the brakes off him. That's this. it. It Fazeev hit a wall. Gaethje tried to punch through that wall and never slowed down. And now it was jabs, hooks, uppercuts. Every, and Gaethje ate three knees to the face. Didn't flinch. And probably drops and puts out everyone else. Yeah, he was good. Didn't flinch at all. 20 seconds left in this fight. Justin Gaethje shoots for the take. He <laughs> gets it. <laughs> what was he saying in his post fight? Hey, I can shut the fuck up, basically. Yep. He said, now you shut the fuck up. I got my take down. Yeah, he got his take down. <laughs> and it's funny, between rounds, his corner's like, wrestle him. You got this. You can wrestle and take him down. And then when he says that after, I was like, well, can't say shit. Got the takedown. He did what he wanted to do. Uh, one, Rafael Fazeev has nothing to be ashamed of. Came out fast. He, like, he was lightning fast. Yes. He was so fast from that opening bell. His counters, his pullbacks. His, I mean, the way he switched stances, the way he closed distance, the leg kicks, the body kicks. Like, everything he did, I was like, yo, he's on a different level speed-wise. But this fight is kind of how I think Plant Benavides is going to go when we talk about our boxing show. The, the bigger, stronger... Like, guy who pressures and keeps moving forward eventually wears down the faster, smaller fighter. 
And it was Gaethje, yes. It was funny because you watched him figure out that jab was working. Yep. Because he would throw it and it would land. And he was like, I didn't really throw it that hard. But he's reacting to it. So I threw another one. You see, see his head snap back. And he was like, oh, I'll just keep throwing these. If, it's, if he ain't going to move, right? Because it wasn't, it didn't seem natural for Gaethje to even throw the jab the way he was throwing <laughs> it. But it just kept landing. But as you caught him on the third jab. Yeah. And then after that, it was. It was like, oh. this the shit out of that eye. Now, Fazee's face, and that's the other thing. Again, we talk playing Benavides. I'm going to allude to this because it's Margarito Cotto all over again. You were watching a man's face start to fall apart. Gage is fine. All that speed and spinny, tricky. And that's what I like about Fazee, but it doesn't work against guys who just walk you down. To be fair, the man ate three knees. I know, but it's like. should have knocked him out. It's, it's got to be one of the most demoralizing things to be like this offensive dynamo. And you're like, well, I can hit him with anything I want. And you do, and he doesn't go anywhere. It's like, and he's still coming, and it's like, oh, well, I thought. No. Gaethje's, nobody wants to fight him, right? Dustin Poirier went on record and said, it makes me nervous thinking about fighting Justin Gaethje. And that's the kind of opponents that I want. And it makes total sense. Because if you fight a guy, he's like, ah, he ain't got nothing for me. Probably going to beat him up. Yeah. But he wants that rematch because he knows Gaethje wants that rematch. I was talking to uh, Eve Edwards about Justin Gaethje. (laughs) And like, the way his brain works and what it's like fighting somebody like him. And he was like, you could watch, he was like, go back and watch the Poirier fight. Gaethje's landing those leg kicks and you can see Poirier's face like, please stop. Cause I can't make it. And for Gaethje eventually abandons the leg kicks and Poirier starts ramping up the striking counter strikes, putting combinations together. And he eventually gets the knockout. But he's like, it's a fight where you're watching an opponent go, I can't deal with this. And that's Gaethje. Like if you let him go and you're not able to thwart that aggression, He's going to overwhelm you. It's not a one-punch knockout other than, like, James Vick who got fucking hurt. <laughs> but Tony Ferguson. Yep. It's like you're still in there, but it's like you're getting hit with a blunt object over and over and over again. Justin Gaethje is, yeah, he's, he, is he the most exciting fighter in MMA ever? I think we're starting to enter that tour. Aside from, like, Vanderlei Silva. Oh, my God. Prime, like, Prime? Prime Vanderlei was the, the, the most frightening man <laughs> Most exciting and frightening man I've ever seen because he, he would soccer kick you to hell. Yeah. On top of that. And then you had the intense stare down. And then he just, he would come in like a whirlwind of punches. Vanderlei Silva, maybe Pride Shogun, Don Fry, maybe early, and Bob Sapp early in their careers. But it's Justin Gaethje. Justin no, Gaethje may be the most exciting fighter I've ever seen. No one's on. And that's crazy because Vanderlei was. Made me go back and like watch a lot of that shit. It's, it's scary. He jumps off the off the screen to you back then, but the longevity in which Gaethje's been able to do this menace style is unheard of because everyone else breaks. Vanderlei, by the time he got to the UFC, was not that guy. No, he still had a fight a year with Chuck Liddell. Great fight, right? But yeah, but he wasn't no. that guy anymore. Gaethje's not far off. No, but it's crazy. He got knocked out twice. Eddie Alvarez, Dustin Poirier, knocked him out. A lot of people was like, it finally caught up to him. Bro, that was like four and a half years ago. Eddie Alvarez lost to Connor four years right. ago. So that's like six with Eddie Alvarez. And then the Khabib thing, you just go, ah, whatever. Yeah, just, <laughs> like, yeah. We, don't, we don't count that one. But Justin Gaethje against anybody in this division. And I he mean, dropped both of them, by the way. And yes. almost had both of those guys stop. And it made him become a different fighter who's a little bit more patient. And it makes him a little bit more scary as a, as a fighter. I don't, like, if you're... He was doing this so long before the UFC. I know. World Series of Fighting, he was mowing yeah, people down. He was like, he was the guy who was like, yo, maybe he's not going to go to the UFC. Because he's been yeah. in World Series of Fighting, dominating for so long. Dude, I don't <sighs> know. Those were wars. Yeah, I don't know who's more excited than Justin Gage. He has a performance of the night bonus in every fight he's been in. Some have to. Uh... Damon Martin reported that Justin Cage has made $550,000 off fight bonuses. Sounds like a lot. The more you think about it, it's like he's criminally underpaid. I mean, on top of what he's actually getting paid. Yeah, that's that's just performance of the night bonus. But you got to think, the amount of pay-per-views that Gaethje's name puts on, like, if you're a guy who doesn't have... he gets pay-per-view. He doesn't. From what I've heard, his contract is not consistent because he doesn't main event and he's not a champion. But if you're a guy who doesn't have disposable income and has to pick and choose like between April 8th and the John Jones card and this card, a lot of the time, if you can only buy one, if you see Gaethje on the card, he's like, well, at least I know that fight's going to be good. Yep. 
pay that man more money. Five fifty is it's over a half million dollars, but that's like, let me think, is that seven, eight, nine, ten? It's eleven performance of the night bonuses. Yep, eleven in what like seven fights. That's insane. I do think fifty k is kind of archaic. They've had fifty k for my <laughs> entire journalism company. career. Before they sold the company for a yeah, billion dollars. So I've been, I've been covering the sport for a decade. Yeah. It's been 50K since my first fight. Inflation says 110 at least. Yeah, at least. At least. So I, it should be 100K. Easy. Which would then have put him around a mill. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think in the short term solutions oriented business, Dana should really look at this and be like, I can give out 100K four times. And be okay. Well, even if you want to keep 50K for the fight nights. Yeah. Pay-per-view bonuses. Oh, they got to be higher. Got to be 100K. Yeah. Like, it's, it's that time where you say, okay, once a month, I'm handing out 400K. Other times, I'm, I'm handing out 50. Because there's no reason why the guy who got signed yesterday and gets a submission choke, comeback choke in the fucking apex in front of 13 people is getting the same that Justin Gaethje just got for helping sell a pay-per-view in the UK and delivering on that that level. There's, it's a difference. Like, it's a pay-per-view. Pay the man. I mean, I also think that Justin Gaethje should just get his award before the show starts. Yeah, and they should, they, cut the check. Yeah, then they should set aside a second award. Because if, if you allow me to choose, if I'm a fighter, which they don't, I mean, they, they let you choose. If you tell them no, you go down, like, the pecking order. But if they say, hey... Andreas, you're going to fight mm, Brian Barberina on this, this card. Oh, that's a great fight. I'm looking forward to it. Who else is on the card? Justin Gaethje. No, thanks. Why? Because I'm not going to get any money. He's taking all the money. I can't win fight of the night. I can't. I got to hope I get a knockout to get a performance of the night. Justin Gaethje takes all the bonuses. Give him the Justin Gaethje award every fight that he shows up. Just get, add extra 15% to his fight purse and his opponent for taking that kind of punishment. And then they need to have a secondary performance of the night and fight of the night bonus for the other guys and girls. Because you ain't getting no money on a Justin Gaethje card. Nah, he takes he it t- all. He's taking two. Yeah. So everybody else fighting for two. He's greedy as fuck. <laughs> and he deserves it. He does. He damn near deserves all four sometimes. He does. I'm just saying, like, he's, if he would have knocked out Fazeev, he would have got that one too. Yeah. So Hands down. And he, honestly, if there was two more rounds, save this with Nate Diaz. Oh, he's going to knock him out. It, he stops. Yeah, he was going to stop him in the corner. It was like, that's enough. So we, we don't need my man to get plastic He surgery. was only starting to roll. Yeah. And Fazeev was like, oh, shit, this isn't going to slow down. Mm-mm. So main event, Leon Edwards, Kamara Usman. Three. You don't got to go over the whole ins and outs of the fight. But it was pretty apparent early that this isn't the same Kamara Usman. No, he looked, I said it from the beginning. I was like, yo, his punches are wide and slow. Yeah. Like the explosiveness is not there. Leon's, his his tactical approach was perfect. Like reason number one why he won was those kicks. He used body kicks to set up what we expected to be a head kick, which lands in the third round. Kamara was ready for it. But the entire time he sets it up, Kamara was so worried about that kick coming up top. He's not defending his body. He eats kicks. Two, lateral movement. Kamaro couldn't catch him. As Leon moved side to side, Kamaro couldn't set his feet to throw. So he was off balance the whole fight. Three, and the most important, takedown defense. <laughs> Leon Edwards got taken down to hell the first time those two met. In the rematch, Leon got the takedown in the first round and then got dominated the rest of the fight. But he still, it was still like 6-13 or something like that. This fight was like 4-16. or 16. Oh, Kamaru. And he couldn't keep him down at all. He got him down several times. Couldn't keep him down for more than 30 seconds? No, he couldn't keep him down. He couldn't inflict any punishment. Like, Leon Edwards, from the moment the fight started, I was like, ah, this ain't going to end well. For Kamaru, he just looked slow. He looked like, it looked like what happened to Tyron Woodley. Like, you lose a fight, and then the next fight, you think, ah, man, just a bad night. Nope, not a bad night. This man's just better than you now. Think about this. Since 2013, we have had only black welterweight champions. Go on. People got mad at me for saying that. I don't care. I saw your, I saw your uh, mentions. Yeah. Ah, what does race got to do it? Shut the fuck up. Tyron Woodley, 
Mar Usman, Leon Edwards, right? The most important thing I didn't tweet this. The most important thing about these three is when each of them got the title, they were on an impressive winning streak. Kyron Woodley, Mar Usman was undefeated in the UFC. Leon Edwards hasn't lost since Mar Usman. When you talk about all-time greatness, now, for George St. Pierre fans, the throne is safe. He's still the go to the welterweight division. But Usman and Woodley both threatened GSP. Remember, there was a time when Tyron Woodley was first. I'm the greatest, you know, yep. welterweight all time. The way he handled uh, Darren Till, first uh, Wonderboy fight was a draw, the whatever. second one. He wins the second one. Um, I mean, in, you know, the way he smoked Robbie Lawler, the way he beat Damian Maia, he, it just didn't seem like he could be beat. Then Usman beat him. Usman gets the title. Obi Covington twice. Masvidal, it's really weird. Like, you think about it, it's not a lot of people, but no. Masvidal twice, Covington twice. Uh, I'm missing somebody in between. Burns. Oh, Gilbert Burns. He knocks out Gilbert Burns. He feels like, oh, he could be the greatest welterweight all the time. Now he loses. Now Leon's the champ. Leon's not the greatest welterweight. No, but not yet. Just think about it. He hasn't lost since the Kamaru fight. He's 12-0 with one no contest. 12 and 0 with one no contest. If he were to string together, say, four or five wins, oh, time to have a new conversation. Somebody's threatening GSP again. Like the dominance that each well, there hasn't been a transitional champion in the welterweight division. Because I mean, Robbie Lawler looked good. You know, he he mauled Rory McDonald, but he was like the closest to transitional. It was Big Rig? Big Rig was the one who got it. Well, he fought Lawler for it. After he got this close to beating GSP. Yeah. But is he not winning? Yeah, briefly. But since that, right? I'm not sure if he held the title. I don't think he did. No, he didn't. He lost to Robbie Lawler. But it was Robbie Lawler, Tyron Woodley, Kamaru Usman, Leon Edwards. Those are the only champions the welterweight divisions had in a decade. Yeah. Like, that's impressive. In terms of, like, the best divisions in the sport, in terms of dominant champions, aside from, like, heavyweight, where John Jones just owned title forever, right? But you've had, like, dominant champion. There has been no flip-flop in the belts. No. So, yeah, we say it now. Oh, no, Leon's not the greatest welterweight. But it, let's just say he wins the next three or four fights in a row. 16 wins? That ties him for the most wins in welterweight history? The best winning streak in welterweight? Well, the no contest kind of ruins that. The longest unbeaten streak in welterweight history. We might have to have a conversation. Maybe. But he's... That, that He's got some work to, to be, do. I mean, Usman twice is a good start. It is a very good start. After that long winning streak. Because Dana waited a long time. Oh, yeah. For him. But coming off of that, like, do I want to see him versus Burns? Like, whooping Kobe Covington's ass, which we'll talk about, would go a long way. But then I, I need to see versus Kamaev. Like, Kamaev's not fighting a welterweight. I think he is. I don't think Dana's going to make the cut. I, I think he's going to have to prove it. I think he'll have to miss twice for Dana to say no more. I don't know. Dana at the he last presser one. was just like, he's not fighting a welterweight. And yeah. Now we know we can't take what Dana says for real, but I think they're not going to give him a title shot. They're gonna, he's going to have to fight somebody else. Oh, he'll have to fight, and I think he will. And We'll see. We'll I'd like to see him do it. Fall. I think he could be the champion welterweight, but he, he needs to cut the weight. Yeah. That, that, what was that? Eight and a half pounds? Yep. That was egregious. You can't do that close. again. No, it wasn't close. So. He, he's a fuck it too. <laughs> he ruined the whole card. Give a fuck. Um, so I, I think looking at that, Kamayev would have to be one of those names. You just can't run over everyone. Usman just went. I mean, you, you have a possible Conor McGregor one for like a money back fight. If Conor wins. It's, I mean, you have Shafkat oh. Rikmanov sitting there right now. Yeah. To me, I mean, Shafkat Rikmanov, Bilal Muhammad, are all, they're sitting there. They haven't had their opportunities yet. Bilal Muhammad. <laughs> I'm not sure. And I like Bilal as a, as a fighter and as a guy, but I'm not sure if Bilal's like that name on the resume that's like, yeah, greatest one. No, no, no. But I'm saying you it's have a lot to, to catch DSP now. It does. But you have to be what's put in front of you. You can't deny guys with long wins. No. Just can't. No. And yeah, we're going to talk about Kobe in a minute. But if Leon could string together a bunch of wins, because it wasn't like GSP just fought the best fighters in the world. He beat Dan Hardy. He beat Josh Koscheck. He beat Jake Shields. Like, those are okay names, but it's the fact that he beat them all. Even, that's why John Jones is running so lauded, because he was, like, destroying former champions. Yeah, like, he was running, he was like, oh, you think he's the best? I'm going to beat his ass. Like, Shogun, Machida, Rampage, Rashad, like, 
That is nothing but Hall of Famers. But then towards the end, it was Dago Alves. I mean, uh, Tago Santos, uh, Alexander Gustafson. These weren't big names, but he beat them. But if Leon Edwards could beat the same group, uh, a a good group of fighters on nice little winning streaks, we can have a conversation. It takes a lot to get to GSP. And Kamaru felt like it was close, but that throne is safe. Like, Kamaru's out of the picture now. I don't don't think there's anything Kamaru can do to get back to where he was. I think it's over for him. Yeah, not not greatest of all time. This motherfucker wanted to fight Canelo. <laughs> and this sport isn't for that longevity. No. Like you, it's not to go through, be undefeated for 10 years of your career, and then ride off into the sunset. Nope. Habib beat up, like I'd say, the 15th through 5th best fighters of the division. Got injured a bunch, was in and out of fights, and then got really healthy, won the title, beat three top five people. It was like, I'm out. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. That's it's your Ice Cube debate. If Ice Cube yeah. had stopped rapping after album four, maybe he's the yeah, greatest of all time. Yeah. And the same thing, if Kamara would have stopped before Leon, well, you know, if he would just pull the beat and be like, yo, I'm out. I'm going to Hollywood. You never know. But you don't. You continue to fight. You continue earn money. You're going to get caught. I caught twice. He got caught from the blind side the first time. And then he, I think it's even worse when you get dominated. Like, this was Kamaru's GSP chance to stay in that conversation. Yeah. Right? GSP got knocked out by Matt Serra. And then he went out. He, GSP rolled Matt Serra in the rematch. And then he just never looked back. You could have said, all right, well, that's a blip on Kamaru Usman. Because he was dominating that fight. He got head kicked. All right. And, you know, we thought, I thought he'd come out stronger, use his wrestling, his clinch work. And if he would have beat him, he'd still been in the conversation. No, it's worse now because you got beat for five, you got beat for 25 minutes. Like, you didn't get beat every minute, every round, but yeah, you got beat. You got, got, there was no Hail Mary that you, and it was weird because Kamara was talking and you got the Hail Mary and all this confidence. And I was like, there's something very insecure about him. Well, I've heard he has no knees anymore. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's part of it. Like, just the years, the wear and tear. Um, I forgot what podcast it was on, but they were like, yo, they saw him walking around, and they're surprised he could walk without a walker. Just normal walking. Hope he saved his money. I mean, that Marvel check still hit. <laughs> man, man was yeah. in Wakanda. Yeah. He at least got, like, two, three spinoffs from that on the way. He's the, the river guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> they played the drums. Uh, to open the gates. So, yeah, now nah, he's straight. Like, in terms of that, it's just, you know, one of those things where, now what? You beat so many of the people, you're going to slide down and give other oh, rematches? Yeah, no, he's a stepping stone. I, like, if you want to fantasy book the welterweight division, this is this is what I think. Before we talk about Kobe Covington. This next. I think you put Kamaru in there with Shafkat Rikmanov. Next. Rikmanov needs a big name. Doing him no favors. None. That's what the he's, UFC does. There's no breathers. Uh, either, like, either Bala Muhammad... Or Kamaru Usman should fight, fight Shafkat. I think it should be. I think, personally, I think, I don't know how Bilal's not in this conversation, but Shafkat versus Kamaru is the, the, the stepping stone. And then you kind of go from there. If Shafkat dominates Kamaru, then you, he's next in line for a title fight. Um, but Kamaru can't get a soft touch. There ain't one. He's not going to fight Masvidal again. Uh, can't fight Burns. It's, no. it's Bilal Muhammad, Shafkat Rachmanov. That's it. I'm fighting Bilal. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Shafkat's yeah. scary. Yeah. Frightening dude. Yeah. But those are the only two names, unless the only other name out there which is really going to do him no favors is Kamayev. One of those guys for Kamaru Spinez. Kamayev is crazy. He'll fight anyone, too. He will. But yeah, nah, he's in a rough spot. Very tough. Got to get healthy. You know who's not in a rough spot? Colby Covington. Not as rough a spot as his boy can, can in you, New York this week. Yeah, I know. That's a whole other <laughs> That's a whole. <laughs> can we talk about a guy who has lost two title opportunities? Yes. Has only beaten two fighters who were coming off of losses in recent years. And Masvidal and Tyra Woodley. Both Woodley was absolutely washed up. Yeah. Then lost to Jake Paul. Right. 
he lost both title opportunities to Kamaru Usman. He hasn't fought in over a year. And one, they interview him directly after the fight. I've never, I can't recall seeing this happen before. How are you? And I know you were the alternate on short notice, surprised everybody. He lied to see he was there in a day. It takes like a day to fly to London. Stop it. You were cutting weight before that. You knew. And you avoided a fight. But how are you all of a sudden the number one contender, hands down? When Gilbert Burns is fighting Masvidal, who, yes, you did beat Masvidal. Masvidal's nobody's number one contender. No. If Gilbert Burns were to go out there and smoke Masvidal, smoke him, then how you justify Colby Covington getting this title shot? Leon Edwards just had a fight. So that means he should get like four to five months off. Colby Covington hasn't fought in a year. Why aren't we doing Colby Covington versus Bilal Muhammad in a title eliminator? Why aren't we, like, it's because that's not what Colby wants. That's not what the UFC wants. Them interviewing him and ha- allowing that man to call his shot, and then Dana says he gets the title fight, after Dana notoriously says, I don't hand out. I don't make fights the, night, the day of fights. Yep, never. But he made this one. And people's like, he deserves it. No, it's because they're friends with Trump. I have nothing else. Then somebody was like, well, he sells pay-per-view. No, he doesn't. <laughs> That's a lie. All y'all that get hype off of these social media clicks and all this stuff, y'all not even buying the pay-per-view. You're like, oh, that's cool. Change the channel. Like, nobody's excited to see Colby Covington fight. Like, he was a notoriously boring fighter before this gimmick. Somebody tell me. Him and Maxwell got to headline the pay-per-view for no title, which was ridiculous to begin with. Did Colby Covington sell that card? We don't know because obviously they don't release the pay-per-view numbers. But... Dana's never even talked about how well that pay-per-view did. Colby Covington don't sell. How is this man getting Leon Edwards? I don't understand it. Actually, I do. I just don't like it. Listen, it's... We talked about opening the show. You know, the homie that's like, yo, you got it big time. We bought... He's that homie. He comes through. Dana's like, all right, man. Like, Dana's going to give him every chance possible to be... A legitimate champion in this company. It's ridiculous. I'm not going to say we haven't seen it before. Chael got chances. Chael got chances. That many people would would die for. Well, look. Chael pushed Anderson Silva to the brink, right? Some would say Kobe pushed Usman to the brink. But wait. He got the rematch. He got destroyed. The only reason why Chael got the John Jones fight is because I can't remember who John was supposed to fight. Oh, my God. Was it Anthony Johnson? Who was John Jones supposed to fight? At 151, the infamous 151 that ended up getting canceled. Like, Dana never talks about this ever again. Oh, and, and John, he was mad as hell at John. Yes. Because he, he wouldn't fight. Said he was ruining the sport. Yeah. He blamed him and Greg Jackson. Um, I'll see who it was. But who was it that stepped up? Chael was like, I will fight him on less than a week's notice. And when John didn't take the fight, that's the only reason why Chael got that opportunity. Hendo. Oh, Dan Henderson. That's right. Okay. But Chael stepped up, said, I'll move up a weight class and I'll fight him. To save the car. That's the only reason why Chael got that opportunity. Because when John said no, they were like, well, what's up with that? Because we all, everybody said it. It was like, why wouldn't John fight him? But John was like, I don't not prepare for anybody. I don't care how sorry he is. And then John almost lost and he broke his toe in that fight. Yep. But Chael stepped up. Kobe's not stepping up. Kobe's not active. If you're Leon Edwards, it's like a slap in the face. Like Leon Edwards had to sit there, not get fights. Watch Kamaru Usman fight Colby twice and Masvidal twice. Before even getting a shot. And then he, he was got, on like a 10-11 fight win streak. Right. And then he got benched. The pandemic happened. It was a whole issue where he couldn't travel from the UK. And it was, it was this whole issue. He couldn't get a fight. He finally got the opportunity when probably they were like, fine. He's it. And he knocks out Usman. Then he beats him again. And now you win both those fights. You look out in the crowd and it's fucking Colby Covington. If I'm Leon, I'm like, no. He Leon does, did say no. Right. And I hope, I hope he's able to stick by his guns. I don't but think so. He won't be able to. He doesn't no. have that much leverage. No, not at all. But Kobe's like, let's fight International Fight Week. If I'm like Leon, I'm like, no. I need time. Like, yo, I just fought. Go fight somebody before you fight me. Oh, you know, Kobe will just wait. He will. Wait and talk. But anybody else gets trashed by Nathan White for doing that. Yeah. Leon got trashed for a hot second. Aaron Woodley was champ, got trashed for a minute. But Kobe hasn't fought in a year for no reason. None. Maybe got lit up by Jorge Masvidal in the, in the mean streets of Florida. That was his excuse. 
He's no. suing massive dollars. But it was like, it's been a year, bro. Losing, he lost like a tooth or something. And Bilal went on record and was like, I got text messages where I got offered this fight and he turned it down. Now, whether it's true or not, who cares? But if you're the UFC, why is, why is Kobe not getting a chance to fight? Fight Bilal. Fight him now. Fight, I mean, maybe not Shavkat, but fight Bilal Muhammad. That, then there's no excuse. There's no argument. If you beat Bilal Muhammad, who's on that impressive winning streak, yeah, you set yourself over a title shot. Or, I mean... And you give the champ a, a quick second to, to breathe. And both of them haven't fought. Bilal's been asking for a damn fight and can't get one. What are we doing? This is some old favoritism, Trump nepotism nonsense. It makes no sense. <laughs> it really does. But, I mean, that's that's for them to know. It's just... It's... It's odd because he is the figurehead of this sport. I'm sure he's not, like, the only... He's not the only matchmaker of this, but he places himself as the Vince McMahon character of the end-all, be-all of booking. To my knowledge, no inside knowledge, I don't think Endeavor really messes with booking these fights. Nah, Sam and Hunter do the matchmaking. Yeah. So, he has the, the final say of who fights whom, and when you're looking at it like that, it's a real shitty way, and it's another thing to add to the list, that UFC fighters could be really mad about is that this one guy is booking our sport. Yeah. It's not based off rankings. It's not... The rankings are handled by them. They're not impartial rankings. Well, I mean, no, 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 no. I've no, talked about... We, we, you're there is on a rank, board. Yes. And but it is... They just don't... The UFC. Yeah, but Dana doesn't listen to the rank. Like, no matter what... Is Kobe still one on that ranking um, board? I don't know. I think so. Colby. I don't know. because He hasn't fought. <laughs> he might be. No one's dropped him. How about that? I had just had it right. pulled up. No one has dropped Colby Covington down this list. I believe Colby Covington is still number one on there. Regardless, without fighting, he's number one on the rankings. Despite the impressive streak, everyone coming up um, underneath him, actually being active. His last four fights... Loss to Kamar Usman in 2019. It's 2023. Yeah. Beat Tyron Woodley in 2020. He's fought once a year. 2021, lost to Kamar Usman. 2022, one fight. Beat decision Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. The reason why he, he shouldn't be ranked number one. Well, the reason why he's ranked number one is because it's hard to justify that he's still not best welterweight and the reason why I say that is because he's only lost his champion right and a lot of people will say well that that should get him but you should only get so many title opportunities right because in boxing we see plenty of times like if you lose and number one is already lost they're not only fighting you again yeah you know it's gonna fight the number two contender right you could still be Leon jumped him right it's like at a certain point you get so many opportunities if you come up short you come up short and you shouldn't and that's they why I would argue that there's a new champ now that's why he's getting the shot. But the, by, by argument to that, it would be fine if nobody was available for Kobe to fight. But Leon just fought that day, and you're giving this man a fight when he hasn't fought in a year, and there's another fighter who's sitting right there like, hey, <laughs> I want to fight. Hey, guys. And they're like, oh, no, we're going we're gonna to one-two skip a few. Here you go, another time. That's my problem with it. Because I still think Kobe, we all think he's a shitty person, but he's a good fighter. Very good fighter. Like I still he think win yeah against Leon. I still nobody's done enough to jump over him because Gilbert Burns lost to Kamaev. Yes, if he would have beat Kamaev, we wouldn't have this conversation anymore. Lost to Kamaev. He, if he beats Masvidal, does he jump Colby? No, no. Bilal hasn't They're in fought, the same spot. Like, Bilal hasn't had a chance to fight Colby, so he can't jump him. That's why Colby's still number one. And there are people that are listening. Well, shouldn't he get another title opportunity? No, you got to do something. I mean, Masvidal does not give you a title shot. Easy to stay number one. Well, you ain't fucking if you fighting. Don't find nobody else so they could jump you. You're pre- it's like That's he's protecting. He's smart. Yeah, but the UFC is aiding him in this nonsensical quest to stay number one by awarding him his third title fight in was it two, three years? Yeah, I didn't think about this, but yes, if no one jumps you and you technically don't force their hand because you don't need money. I'm, I'm just assuming because he's not fighting. If you're saying I'm okay without making money. Yeah. But I want my number one spot. Theoretically, 
It's a smart gamble you're taking. It's a smart gamble, but it's not a gamble the UFC should allow because they've trashed other fighters for attempting to do the same thing. Yeah, right? but other fighters not friends with the boss. No. I mean, listen. We're about to talk about Cheeto Vera before we get out of here versus Corey Sanhagen. Marlon Cheeto Vera beat Sean O'Malley. Yes, Somehow Sean O'Malley got to fight Peter Young. Not if you ask Sean O'Malley. Well, no. He, he, and, and apparently the UFC was like, you're right. You didn't lose to Cheeto Vera. Cheeto's won four in a row. Knocked out Frankie Edgar, knocked out Dominic Cruz, beat Sean O'Malley. All the vets. Right? Just running through vets. And I talked to Cheeto today. It was funny because I didn't, I didn't want to get into a longer conversation. Cheeto's like, I don't know who the fuck does these rankings. But he was like, I don't care because I know I'll get my shot sooner or later. And I'm like, that's not necessarily the case. Because I was like, Sean O'Malley got to fight Peter Jan after you beat him. Yeah. And they gave him that fight. That makes no sense. But it's what the UFC feels like doing. So rankings, they don't matter. The only thing that rankings matter is your negotiation. When you come to the, the table, it's like, hey, my contract's up. Can I get more money? It's like, no, you're ranked seven. That's what they use it for. They don't use it for your title fight. Like, Masvidal's got two cracks at, at Kamaru Usman. Man sells. <laughs> he sells, but that doesn't mean you get a title fight. In this business, it does. In this business, as long as you're Dana's friend. I mean, let's, we can't ignore the fact that they're Trumpers. We can't ignore that. No, I mean, that's, yeah, that's birds of a feather. Like, think about it. Henry Cejudo's getting out of Jermaine Sterling. He ain't fallen three years. Now, he's the only person I'd be like, well, he probably yeah, deserves it. But there's no question from Dana. Dana doesn't go, well, I need to see what he's going to do. No, he gets an immediate title fight. That picture of all them together, it's like the circle of trust. Yeah. He's looking out for the homie. The circle jerk. If, <laughs> if anything, he's always said that this is his company. Yeah, he does. He's never he lied about that. He made rankings. Because he got a bunch of people from the outside to make rankings. And, he, and when Dana looks at him, he's like, I don't feel like listening to that shit. But they you there. get a title fight. That's yeah. it. That's the it. number by your name. It helps him match and pair and makes people yeah. feel good. Sounds good. But when it comes to title fights, whoever he wants, whoever sells or he likes is going to get the opportunities. The only thing you can do is beat them. That's it. And that's what you got to do. All right. I know we got to get out of here. Cheeto Vera and Corey Sanhagen can fight this week. Stuff. I, I, no, not for me. I think Cheeto's going to win this fight. I think Cheeto's going to win. But for the sake of anarchy and all the wild shit I've seen lately, Cheeto probably loses. He could. Of course, Sanhagen is really good. Give me Sanhagen. Now, I'm taking Cheeto Vera, but the question is, Cheeto Vera wins. Is he the number one contender? No. Who's the number one contender? Sean O'Malley. The guy he beat. Yes. That's crazy. And O'Malley's waiting. O'Malley. I mean. O'Malley to, beat a former champ. To O'Malley's credit. And he'll say the injury and the, the leg gave out. To O'Malley's credit, O'Malley has not said he's not going to fight. O'Malley was like, oh, if he's, you know, Cejudo deserves that. And, you know, if, if I'm next, then I'm next. I guarantee you, if Aljo and Cejudo have a close fight or one of them is injured and O'Malley's just sitting around doing nothing and they offer him the Cheeto verified, he'll take it. I'll give O'Malley credit for that. I don't yeah. think he would shy away from the fight. No, I, I think Sean is just holding them to kind of what they said. Yeah. Yo, this is a step up. You beat the guy who was the champ. You're next in line. And then Cejudo comes back. And then he's like, um, we had an arrangement. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but then this guy, like the resume, I'll wait. Because I held my end of the bargain. Right. Y'all gonna hold yours. Yeah, you, you didn't, you did, I didn't ask for this fight. You gave it to me. Yes. And then a guy materialized out of thin air. I don't see a rematch happening. If Cejudo loses or if he wins. Because they damn sure don't want to give Aljo a media rematch. This, this division's frightening because if you're Sean O'Malley and you're like, all right, I'll wait for Aljo and Cejudo, right? Because, I mean, that's what was promising. Marab is sitting there like, <laughs> he's like Aljo's bodyguard right now. You want to fight him? You come through me. And if you're Sean O'Malley, it's like, I'd rather fight him. I don't want to fight you. Oh, hell yeah. Nobody wants to fight Marab right now. Yeah. 47 takedowns in 25 minutes. <laughs> Nobody wants to fight that man. And to think, Marab put it on Jan worse than O'Malley. Like, O'Malley escaped with that victory. Yes. Marab dominated, like, Peter Jan in that fight. Even Cheetah, when I was talking to Cheetah, Cheetah was like, yeah, he was like, I watched fighters. He's like, they, he was like, Marab took something from Peter Jan in that fight. Jan lost the O'Malley fight, and you're like, ah, it wasn't really him, but whatever. Close fight. He's like, Marab just took something from that man. He's like, I don't know if there's something wrong with his private life. That's how bad he looked in that fight. <laughs> I like the Bantamweight division is stacked. And it's to the point where 
Aljamain Sterling can be, he can start ascending if he beats all these guys because they, they're all rolling. They're all, everybody there right now, including Marab. If you picked all of them, if you put them all up against Aljo, Aljo almost is the underdog in every single fight. And still got the belt, though. Still, has the belt. still rolling through. Yep. So I, I think he has one more in him. Uh, yo, if he beats Henry Cejudo, I don't know if anybody's beating Aljo. I, I think he vacates, even if he beats him. I think he'll wait. He's a big dude. I know, but he wants that O'Malley fight. I think so. Yeah, he think, wants, like, he knows yeah. how much money's behind that O'Malley fight. He, yeah. Then he'll leave. That's a star making. Yeah. Like, he wants the O'Malley fight before. If he beats Cejudo, he's going to call a shot. I want O'Malley. And the UFC's going to, like, well, shit, we want O'Malley to be the champion. Yep. And they're going to keep trotting people out there to beat Aljo. And he'll be like, I'm choke his ass right out. And if he does, then he'll vacate. Then yeah. he'll just, basically, it's him, like, saying, here, Marab, take That's my it. title. Take all the color out of that fro. Choke his ass right out. It's monochrome. So, oh, man, it's been a great UFC episode today. Make sure you guys check out our boxing episode dropping later on in the week as well. Next week, WrestleMania, big-ass wrestling show before we head to LA. We appreciate you all. We're going to keep this short and sweet. Thank you, everyone here at Blue Wire Studios, the Wind Resort in Las Vegas. Follow us on social media, all the platforms, YouTube, everything. For myself, for the old man, Andreas Hale. So next time, we're out. Peace.